What's up, Air Bears fans? Welcome back for another episode of The Tailgate Show. It's double A, A A R O N T O R on Twitter. We have, of course, Air Jair, Jeremy Kramer, Air Jair 54 on Twitter, and the man, the myth, the legend, B Diddy, B Quinn, Brian Quinn, B Quinn 34 on Twitter. What's up, there, boys? How are we doing? What's up, man? Just your uh, normal normal week in bear social media, watching these mark ass bitches do their thing, man. Oh my god. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I been wish good, it was man. a little bit taller. I wish it was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> shit is funny, man. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know, kind of a slow week, I guess. Uh, although <clears throat> Nagy uh, dropped a little dropped a little press conference on us, a little Zoom uh, media action, and uh, he also made some appearances on 670 and on uh, ESPN 1000 with uh, Waddle and Sylvia. There was Waddle and uh, <clears throat> Jesse Rogers, because or sorry, it was Sylvie and Jesse Rogers, because um, uh, Waddle was off playing golf in Tennessee, uh, taking a little vacay with the fam. So. Uh, I was cool. I mean, I don't know if this. I guess this might be something that they would normally do because this is rookie mini camp time, is what this is right now. So uh, this might be something that the Bears would normally do to have a little presser. Um, so basically, you, see, you know what was cool though, kid? Like seeing the fact that we have a young coach is a benefit right now to be able yeah. to accept the technology and work with it. I mean, like I was thinking when I was watching, I was like, imagine having a Fox right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, uh, I'm just uh, saying, some of these older, some of these older uh, coaches, even Belichick, probably yeah. struggling. I can't imagine his presence on Zoom. Oh yeah, like, oh, he's <laughs> making his son do all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> little, little, uh, little Breaking Bad Belichick is doing all that stuff. You know, it, it was just cool to hear how he's adjusting and being able to take it and run with it and be excited about it. That that is a benefit of having a young coach. Uh, oh, absolutely, and I think in a lot of ways, like I said, I think there's a, there is a benefit to it in that he's allowed to focus um, because there's not all this other BS going on. They can't have a photo shoot and media time and, you know, so-and-so from such car dealership has to come talk to Cole Cobet and, you know, this, that, and the other. <clears throat> all they have – to do is focus on what's going on. They don't have to get in their car. They don't have to drive anywhere. You know, and Nagy talked about how uh, he's getting, you know, I mean, he's, he's got, his kids are older, so he gets to, you know, he's, he's just in his Zoom room, he calls it, and, you know, he's, uh, he's doing his thing, but he gets to, you know, have dinner every night, and, um, you know, so I think in some ways uh, there's benefits. There is, but like the, sorry, go ahead, Joe. One of the things you're going to see that might carry over from this whole thing is his ability to go into different rooms and see what's going on with the coaches, and he doesn't have to be physically in seven places at once. He can virtually be there and just drop into, oh, well, there's the DB room. Let's go check it out, and bam. You know, I think that's something that you'll see that might carry over. You know, Did you take that a little bit negatively, though, the fact that he – didn't do that at Hal. It's not so much didn't try to, but like couldn't. Where are you get supposed to do it? Where are you supposed to do it at camp, though? I mean, it was at Bourbon A until this year. I mean, it was literally. I'm sure he could Skype in or get get on a phone or something to hear in. 
It just seemed, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's cool that he's able to do that now. I don't know how the setup is, so I'm, it'd be ignorant of me to judge on that. But it just seemed like, I was like, eh, you th- think he'd be more involved. But he was probably trying to get the offense going so much that maybe the defensive stuff took a backseat because he had that veteran leadership as a defensive coordinator since he's been here. Yeah, but I think Jeremy makes a good point. Now it's so easy to just pop in and out, and you don't have to, like, disrupt anything. You know, he literally can be, like, the eye in the sky on these meetings. And he did talk about it, which I think is is uh, interesting. He said on the while uh, Sylvie that, that he had been speaking with a some sort of, like, a psychologist or something. Like, a, I don't know if it's a sports psychologist or a psychologist talking about how basically, you know, these guys have about 12 minutes of high-level attention span. So they've had to make things very focused, and they have these other little mini rooms. They call them, like, coffee breaks, where they have, like, a breakout session off of the main meeting. So I think in some ways, you know, this is probably good, Especially because with this younger generation and even our ourselves, we spend so much time on screens and absorbing information that way. It's possible that these guys might learn more using this method. I mean, you never know. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. I thought one In of the other to, good questions that was brought up was uh, the uh, health and conditioning part, you know, how they were trying to manage that, one of the questions. And I had this thought. I was like, man, I wonder if they're, like, catering their meals to them. You know, like, this is a diet you need to be on. We will send this catered meal to you. I doubt it. I doubt it. Back to to your thing about I wanted to to throw in there when you were talking about him with his kids and he brought up Fortnite. There was somebody actually on Facebook, like, judging him as a father for that. It's like, are you kidding me? Oh, he – he wants Fortnite to distract his kids so he doesn't want to spend time on them. I'm like, dude, he's, he's an NFL coach. Like, if he was at work right now, that's all he'd be doing away from his family. Yeah, he wouldn't even the see People them. just that's get just... stupid with it. Oh, it, that's, I mean, unfortunately, when you have an open forum like that, it's just, like I said, it's like I said a few weeks back, like, Twitter and Facebook comments and YouTube comments are like if every single sports comp caller got onto the air immediately without a screener. That's what it is, you know? Like it's just it's it's just complete verbal diarrhea. It's like that whoever that is knows full well that if they got kids, that the iPad babysits them just like everybody else's damn kids. Like you know, don't act all high and mighty. Like the ways that people want to judge football players and football coaches as if they have any damn business about anything else than like you know wins and losses. It's just it's just bananas. Like, it's yeah. absolutely bananas the way that people think that they have the right to, like, judge every single thing about these guys. And I was, you know, I was impressed with the whole interview because he started off, Sylvie saying, thanking Nagy, because I guess Nagy was one of the first people that called him when Sylvie went public with his, uh, you know, non Hodgkin's lymphoma um, diagnosis. And I thought that was classy as hell by Nagy. Um, And, you know, Sylvie thanked him and just said, you know, that really meant a lot to him, blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, he didn't like – it didn't become like a – you know, like Larry Mayer was interviewing uh, Nagy then after that point. Like Sylvie still asked tough questions, and Nagy I thought was very forthcoming and honest. Um, And I think that – 
I think that what you're getting to see now with Nagy, and I'm hoping, you know, I'm not trying to overly drink the Kool-Aid, but I think you're you're getting a guy that's a little more comfortable and less presentational. You know, in the beginning, I think his his on-air and his whatever press conferences, things like that, were a little bit like. I'm going to say everything that's possible, everything that's in my mind. I know I have a lot of good stuff to say, and I'm just going to get it all out and say it as fast as possible, and then we'll deal with it whatever questions come. But now he seems a little more savvy, a little more comfortable, just more seasoned. Um, and I just thought he came off really honest and open, and I liked what he had to say, you know, for the most part. Yeah, I, I've always liked Nagy. I think – you know, people, you have your Uncle Rico's out there that question every decision he makes, like they could do it better, and right. the, the, he's trying to make it work. The, and I understand the frustration, like trying to get the run. He he's admitted he's trying to get the run game going. It's like you keep running into to eight in the box or whatever. <laughs> you know that that was that was part of the struggle. I think he was trying to force Mitch to get going and get that passing game going to open the running game up. Hey, good but, news though, Mitch is into the playbook this year. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He the comments. The nugget, didn't he? he? It was like Mitch is finally growing up and becoming his own, he, like his own adult. It's like great. The diapers are off. Who, I don't know who the reporter was that asked him. It might have been Hub or somebody. They asked yeah. him about if he was where he wanted him to be coming into this season, where he should know the playbook better than him, and it led into the. Yeah, he's really into the playbook. He's real. I was just like, oh god. But he admitted some big mistakes. What did he do the other two years? What, what, what's he been doing? Well, that's the thing, though, is that, like, you you run that risk when you set up a situation where you really have, like, this wet nurse type of environment where I'm sure, you know, basically Mitch felt like, oh, whatever. If I don't know it, it's not that big of a deal. Like, they're going to tell it to me. They're going to, you know, they're going to spoon feed me every single day. I mean, and honestly, that's the way it was at training camp from what I saw. You know, people got – there were times when people got mad, but nobody ever really got mad at Mitch. Like, you know, I would say the only person that I ever saw get mad at the two years of training camp that I've been to under Nagy was Furry, Coach Furry is the only guy that screams at guys <laughs> like Nagy will get, you know, he's more of like the positive rah, rah, you know, let's go, let's do it better. Let's, let's get going, you know, kind of thing. But, you know, like it was, I mean, Mitch was out there looking like crap and nobody really said anything to him. There was a one time where he got really mad and like threw his helmet down when I was there. But Nobody was really saying shit to him. It's cool that you say that because Nagy did bring up Juan Castillo and how fiery he can be on the sideline, and he will chew a player out. He'll congratulate a player just as much when they do something good, but that could be something to do with some of these decisions that were made on on the coaching staff, that these guys are going to let your ass up on the sideline. If You you know what I mean? I can't see, like, uh, DiFilippo seems like a guy that would tear your ass up. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's the maybe that's yeah. part of the change in the in the. Well, Nagy said that DiFilippo is going to be all about the kid gloves are off kind of thing. So yeah, hopefully. I mean, and that's that's went from a wet nurse to a moist nurse. Yeah, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I still think it's going to be it's going to be raw, raw, and it's not. Um, but I do think 
that Nagy has the ear of this team, and I think guys want to go to war for him. And I think that the fact that that season last year um, didn't get worse than 8-8 eight and eight is a testament to that. So, you know, take from that what you will. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say um, – you know, that uh, everything's going to be different and blah, blah, blah. But I still believe Nagy has it in him. I still believe that he can get it done. Um, But, you know, we'll see. I mean, he also talked about um, admitting that, you know, Sylvie asked him, you know, do you think you should have played the, knowing what you know now, do you think you should have played the players in the preseason last year? And Nagy said, yeah. You know, he's like, He's like, we needed that, and that was definitely a mistake on my part, um, you know, and whether it's a function of the quarterback competition, which they're definitely going to need the preseason uh, to use, or what have, whatever, they're going to be playing starters in the preseason. So he admitted he didn't have to make such a big mea culpa about that, but he did, uh, which I give him credit for. Um, you know, because there were people all over the board on that, you know, saying that they didn't think – was a mistake. It definitely wasn't a mistake. I mean, at the end of the day, if they had gone 12 and four again and made the playoffs, drink, um, <laughs> they would have. They, they nobody would have said anything about it. But you go eight and eight, you have that kind of a rough season. Mitch struggles the way he did. The offensive line, yada yada yada. Then it, everything gets second guessed. So I thought that was cool that he that he talked about that. Yeah, um, and they, they, yeah, go ahead. they they have to play more in the preseason with how if the preseason happens right now because of the the lack of being yeah. able to physically be out there. It's oh, not yeah. – he might have done the same thing if he had the same setup. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't. He's got a quarterback competition too, but it, we didn't complain in 18, the, the, the season before. You know what I mean? Like last season, yes, everybody complained because it didn't work out. The season before, People everybody stayed healthy. No, in 2018, they were, they were like – stayed healthy and yes. – Oh, because it worked. So, like I'm saying, like, even let's say that they, you know, Mitch played well and they still went eight and eight. Are you bitching about the preseason? I mean, but the reality is, is they need it. They need the reps. Every rep is absolutely precious right now. So they're going to need to figure it out. It's going to need to happen. It's going to be a little bit like the kicking thing. I mean, to be honest, um, and he, you know, so he talked about the the competition, and and he mentioned that what he likes best about Foles and Mitch is that he believes it's going to be a healthy competition, and that the rest of the players on the team are going to see that even the quarterback competition, or even the quarterback position, is is under a you know a, a real competition. Um, and he said that he felt like because of the people that Mitch and Foles are, that it wasn't going to be a toxic uh, environment. I believe that. I believe that that's one of the benefits of Foles, I guess. Some people would might say that that's a that's a, a in the minus column on Foles because is he a guy who's really going to push Mitch? You know, because is he really that cutthroat guy that's going for the job? I mean, as you know, uh, you talked about the Lombardi piece about Cam. If Cam comes in, there is no doubt that Cam is coming for next. You know what I mean? Like he's he's coming for that job. Now Foles, we know it's that he's safer, comfortable safer for Mitch. Yeah, he's comfortable in a backup role. That's so whether you see that as a benefit or not a benefit, uh, I don't really know. Uh, what I will say is that I feel like the quarterback room is better. 
we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's it's interesting. Um, he's an upgrade to Chase. He's yeah. better than Mitch. Right. He he can be much better than Mitch. He can be he can be marginally better than Mitch. Um, you know, I don't know if Foles. Like if Mitch somehow gave you 16 games of his best self, I I'm that might be better than Foles. I don't he's know. A, he's a more gifted athlete than Foles. There's no question about that. Yeah, no. I mean that's an interesting question. Do you think that Foles at his best is better than Mitch? Probably. I mean that's Mr. 400 and some yards in the Super Bowl. He's got a ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. There I don't go. I don't know what Mitch's consistent best is. We saw. Tampa was where I saw him at his best. It, it, yeah, it's Tampa Bay's defense at their worst. Yeah, but I, I, what what is we don't I don't know if we really have I don't that's like something that hasn't been tapped into what Mitch at his best is. Unfortunately, I, I don't because you've seen glimpses of good things. It's kind of like Mitch you get consistent. That. That's that's what if yeah, you're a Mitch Trubisky. Fan, you're wanting the Mitch Trubisky consistency train. If you're a Bears fan, you're always looking for the bright spots in your quarterbacks when you know your history just sucks and you're not trying to like fixate on it. Like with Cutler, like it, he pissed me off so bad, man. But at sometimes he'd make some elite throws. And you are not like, alone on that. <laughs> I, I'm not. But it, it, it's it's always been a roller coaster. Sometimes Mitch will do something like yeah. There there's some there's some flashes of Mitch that you you go back and you're like okay. But it's just not consistent, man. And like, so I think his potential—it's—it's it's so choppy, and we haven't really seen what his best can be because we only see it in little glimmers. And that's how it's always been for us. Right. Like, if he could put it all together, yes. But we've been—how long have we been saying that about our quarterbacks, man? It's just like. Well, so so that leads us into another thing, which I thought that I'm not sure if it was Sylvie or if it was Jesse Rogers that asked him. He said basically, "When did you know that this needed to happen?" You know, when in 2019 did you, as the coach of the Bears, know that we have to switch things up? This is no longer Mitch's job. Mitch needs to be in a competition for this job. And Nagy danced around this pretty good. Um, I think he eventually came back around and answered the question. Uh, and he basically said that during the process of the evaluation, every single person is evaluated and every single position is evaluated. And then all of our options are evaluated. And so they felt that there was a need to get better at the position based on the play. And they had an opportunity to, you know, to get better at the position they felt or potentially get better. Um, And so that's what they did. Um, you know, you and I, and I think a lot of Bears fans know that that moment probably came in that mysterious injury benching moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people read that for exactly what it was, um, you know, and they did a pretty decent job of pretending it was something else, but we all know what it was because not only could you see what was happening between the two guys, but all you had to do was see Chase Daniel's face and Chase Daniel was not ready to go in at all. <laughs> like, right. He was, he was not ready. He was like, like well, wait, what? I'm going to do what? <laughs> like, okay. he was like, where's my giant helmet? Shit. <laughs> like, 
the Spaceballs helmet. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was like, so whatever little con- scheme they concocted between Mitch and Nagy, Chase Daniel's face of, like, <laughs> like <laughs> shot that all to hell. Cause uh, on national was, TV, like, man? Yeah. It was like, oh, snap. I gotta so, earn this money? Shit. And they talked about, um, you know, they, of course, realizing that they need to run the ball better and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, I still don't like that we haven't addressed the running back position. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a um, elephant in the room, I think, at this point. I think I they're going they, – they have so many tight ends to cut. I think they're going to fill one of those spots with a, another running back, I would, I would I just, assume. I, I want to see them go out and get somebody though, like somebody with a with a track record. Um, I don't think you from Atlanta would be my. I would yeah, like to see him. Right. Anyway, Hyde or Freeman, I think are the two guys that. Yeah, I'd like to see Hyde. Are the ones. Yeah, I'd like to see Freeman. Um, Nothing wrong with nice Hyde, right? Yeah. The other thing that I think was interesting too is that um, Nagy talked about uh, the. Oh, what was I going to say? He talked to he, he mentioned um, <clears throat> the changes, you know, as far as the coaching staff and did talk about Juan Castillo. He had an opportunity, I think, to kind of, you know, defend the offensive line last year. He didn't really take it. Um, you know, and it's been pretty interesting. There's been a lot of stuff going on with Bears players on Twitter, and, the, and he addressed the Roquan situation. Um, <clears throat> luckily, the Roquan thing now looks like nothing compared to all the shit that's going on with NFL players, no. like gambling and going back and trying to armed rob armed for, to commit armed robbery to get their money back from gambling and DUIs and like the Roquan things like seems like nothing. But it was, <laughs> I mean it really wasn't. It was just the really timing cool. of it. it probably it, was a sm- it had not been in pandemic times and social distancing times, like nobody would have said boo about it. it oh really, no, they would have been calling him a hero. Yeah, it'd be like, look at Roquan out on a boat with a bunch of porn stars. What a hero. Um, but I def- He did say he talked to Roquan, but then I'm like, did he talk to Mitch about being at North Carolina? <laughs> like, he's like, sitting there with his arms around people. Well, and Yeah, there's, I mean, it, obviously, there's different situations in every state, and there's different guidelines. So I think, like, ultimately, if you're in a group of less than 10, you're still pretty safe. Um, in terms of not not in terms of you yourself not getting it, but in terms of you not becoming like the source of an outbreak. Basically, you as a person, if you're in a group of ten people that are all in their own groups of you know four to ten people, and then they go out, yeah, I mean you're taking a risk. You don't have a mask. You don't have anything. So, pretty interesting that he took that little trip down there. It's like, listen, Mitch, you're not Michael Jordan going to North Carolina. You know, I, felt, your- I kind of felt bad for the young college receivers that had to deal with this shit. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that to those kids, man. <laughs> Notice that A. Rob does most of his workouts with a machine. Uh, in his, except for that one, you know, one that we caught um, on Instagram Live. But uh, you know, he's got his own, uh, you know, trainer, person, and machine in the backyard. So, uh, anything else jump out at you guys from the presser or from the interview? Or uh, just that 
It just seems like they've adapted well. They really don't know what they're going to do yet. I think that's the other thing that came across in the presser about, you know, the preseason schedule did get released, and they're, they're kind of like, uh, if we get to practice and play, then yes, you know. And I think somebody asked a question about if they were going to go off-site to a different state possibly so they could do a preseason training camp. And uh, they hadn't really, I guess that discussion hadn't really had to happen yet, but mm-hmm. it seems like in Illinois that, that might be something that has to happen. Yeah, they might have to go to Texas or Florida or somewhere that's got some looser yeah. um, regulations. Uh, as far as I, I, you know, you're, we're talking about this virus stuff. I mean, I don't know what's right and wrong, you know. I mean, you can't. <laughs> Uh, you you put people at risk. I mean, you're at risk every day by getting in your car. Don't get me wrong, but right. <clears throat> I don't know if, as an organization, you can put your players at risk because doesn't that open you? I think it opens you up for a lot of legal troubles. Well, I think what the NFL and the and the the as a governing body has kind of been going under the if if all the teams can do it then all the teams can do it. If some of the teams can't do it, then all the teams can't do it. That's kind of, for competitive balance sake, that's the thing that I think would ultimately prevent that, would be unless every single team can figure out a way to get to a venue where that's allowed, then none of the teams can do it. So that benefits the Bears in some respects because, you know, supposedly – there's no benefit. Like the Buccaneers can't be getting more practice in because they're in Tampa than, you know, us in, you know, in Chicago. So that's, I suppose that's one benefit and that's how I think they would look at it. But the NFL might have to say at some point, like, okay, you got to, you know, we're going to do this, get down there. But again, if it lines like- up with the CDC and the government and the NFL makes that decision, if if somebody did get sick on a team, it's, you can't you can't hold a, an organization accountable for for a, a virus or a flu. It's not, you know, what I mean, if the if the restrictions are are being upheld and you're abiding by what you're allowed to abide by, I don't see them yeah. being liable for anything. Well, and listen, I mean, stuff like this happens. You get strep strep. Uh, that goes flowing through locker rooms and right. flus and all kinds of weird stuff, you know, staff infections, all, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that was in Tampa, wasn't it? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. talking about COVID toes now. I'm like, the heck? Like your toes swell up from it. Yeah, there's a, they've talked there's about all kinds there's of shit. Like a, it, there's an inflammatory syndrome that that happens with people who have had it and fought it off um, that they're seeing. Unfortunately, they're seeing it in children um, uh, a lot. That basically the you know it's basically the the body's immune system like kind of freaking out, which is what a lot of people who get COVID and end up uh, succumbing to it actually succumb to is because your immune system actually takes you out from, you know, from freaking out, from uh, fighting the thing. So we should have a doctor on to get some opinions. Yeah. Um, but sure. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm just, you know, I'm a mess of it, man. Um, the, you are frozen by the way. Looking good. Yeah. I hear him just fine. 
I know. Uh, that's, all, that's all that matters. I'm, You're uh, a frozen caveman lawyer now. That's I'm cool. Caveman. I did like his comments on Comet, too, during the presser. Your technology oh. frightens me. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> man. Uh, I'm no. Man. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> uh, about 90 minutes. No. Right. <laughs> the cold, the cold commit. Like the question was asked, comparing him to, to Kelsey. And he was uh, hold on, like, you know, time out, time out. It's our, it's our weekly sucking of the dick of Notre Dame. Go ahead. Hey, what jersey were you telling me you were thinking about buying today? Come in. Now go ahead. I know what you're gonna say. It's actually I'll a pretty good comment. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it's just he was comparing him. He's like he's not he's not gonna be the game breaker Kelsey was. He's gonna probably be the why. His ceiling is really high. The kid's really intelligent. Can't he can't trick him in these Zoom meetings? He said that basically the the only thing he's really gonna have to adjust to is the NFL. You know the size of these players and the speed. But like this kid's sharp and he's driven. I think he and said it, he's it was already. Just, he said. Basically, he's already got – he has no qualms with him in the playbook at all. Right. Yeah. So um, – He went this, to Notre Dame. He should be smart. Oh, my God. The academics rigors. That's part of the reason the team hasn't been as successful because they, they keep their all. academic standards high. True. It's true. I mean, there's the shackles of the academia of Notre yeah. Dame. And it's all just, the kids that can't oh. make it there end up going to IU if they want to stay local. Well, all the running backs do anyway. You know, the ones that are in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Where's the, where's the rock, Jif? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Don't act like we don't all want this kid to be an absolute beast. Oh, oh of course we do. God. I want him to, like... I like to rough him really... Brothers, though, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to be. I want him to really be RoboCop. Damn it, RoboCole, baby. What the what the frizznizzle? It's a good looking shirt, by the way. Speaking of shirts, like the Chasing yeah, Decent original available on the Brawl Network shop. Indiana must be closer to the sweatshop, man. I haven't got mine yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, Some eight year old Nasia worked their ass off for this. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Prank caller. Uh, but, but yeah, Wait, this is the FCC. As usual, <laughs> as usual, there has been um, a lot of uh, player activity on social media. Uh, one of the oh, funny things cool. I saw that um, I was going to mention two things. One was uh, Kyle Long dunking in his front like basketball hoop, and I don't know if you saw, but Rashad Coward commented like. What's you know get some shoes because Kyle Long was barefoot. He's out there barefoot and he was dunking. And Kyle Long goes, "I'm broke. You stole my job, shithead." (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing that Kyle said was, he goes, he goes, our players, uh, you know, getting paid for these uh, you know workout bonuses for these Zoom things, and and basically Akeem and a couple other players were like, "Yep." So. You know they like that. 
Oh, you know he's pissed because it's finally that time. I know, right? Like, he's he's got to be kicking himself because he's like, dude, this is the training camp when we get to stay home and play video games all day and they can't say shit to us. Like, can you imagine how pissed he is? He could be doing all his iRacing stuff, hanging out at home. He doesn't have to do anything. doesn't have to get tempted to get in a fight and swing his helmet at anybody. Like, like this is Kyle Long's dream camp. And he's got retired. <laughs> and now he's retired. It's like he's yeah, like maybe maybe he'll come back later. Right. Well, maybe he'll come back as like a you know as like a digital football player. Because uh, you know, they're already talking about putting uh, putting crowd noise in and and uh, all this stuff. And that they, would be hilarious. Not if he not if EA had it. It looks so ridiculous. They're going to put crowd noise in. They have to because if you want to have good sound of the sound effects of the game, you're going to need something to mask all the cursing and stuff. I guess, but you remember, like, the shows with the laugh tracks? Like, go back you and watch know, them now. like that. I mean. <laughs> have you watched any of the Korean baseball on ESPN? No, but I've heard that they pipe in. There's some, there's some piping, but they've got like cardboard cutouts in the stands. <laughs> That's <It's> hilarious. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, it's it's a real thing, you know. It's I know the I know at. the cornhole tournament's got some high ratings. I mean, I think I think people will go for Set it. So. Oz. <laughs> no, they got professional cornhole <laughs> on ESPN now. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We call it bags here. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so speaking of all that i'm about to go to bed the other night and i'm sitting there and little thing pops up on my instagram and oh it's, and it's like martellus bennett and brandon marshall are live right now and i'm like oh this is gonna be good <laughs> I, I haven't like, heard it yet, man. There is no way that this is not going to be good. So <laughs> let's just let's just hear. Marty B was on one, and he was telling tales, tales of Marty B times. So we're gonna we're gonna hear and see uh, Marty B talking to the one and only Brandon Marshall. And these are a couple of guys that were super polarizing, but super talented. Um, and, you know, I mean, reality is they were some of the Mar- – Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall are some of the most talented um, tight end and receiver that have ever played on the Bears. I mean, yeah, they were sure polarizing, so. but um, they played during one of the most tumultuous times of Bears. So let's just listen to this and watch this. <laughs> so, so we're playing against the St. Louis Rams. It's disastrous, right? They're yeah, our ass. This is what they're kicking our ass. We're not doing well, and we had just put in that a uniform. And Aaron Foster was all about this play, but it wasn't working because Alec Overtree was twenty times faster than Scarza, so he couldn't get Scarza, so he kept tackling. So he kept tackling Forte. So I'm, I'm in a game. I'm like, you know, I coached my smile with my tight end coach most of the years. So then I, so so I'm like, yo, this shit's not working. Let me see the pictures. 
So I get the pictures of the play, and I'm like, yo, all we got to do is this, this, and that. I draw the play up different. Like, yo, Garza, you like the night, I like the Sam. We're going to gas this play. So I draw it up. We run the play 20 yards. Next time, 30 yards. We're blocking it the way I schemed up. Right? We, so anyway, the play begins to work. We end up losing still. Get our ass kicked. I had a great game. The team lost. And we get we get to the we get to the meeting and fucking Cromer is all like, yo, um, we got motherfuckers in the plays that don't want to follow what we're doing, don't play the game the right way, don't fuck people don't play the, the people aren't listening to the game plan. We spent up all this time, so you know, run the plays and you guys come in and do whatever the fuck you wanna do. So they give me my grade back and I have a seventy two on my grade for the game. And I'm just kind of like, yo, nigga, I'm a 90s guy. Like, why the fuck do I have to keep bringing up this play? He's like, he start pointing and looking at me. You know, Cromer, he's passive-aggressive. I hate passive-aggressive motherfuckers. Like, he's trying to look at you while he said things, but you won't actually say your name. Right? So, anyway, so we have this issue. Yo, Marshall is sitting there like, uh... I should put stop, but this is too good. <laughs> He's got this look on his face like, this is good, but I should, like, cut this off, but I can't. <laughs> you know? like, he's like, ah, I wish I wasn't split screen right now for this. And then the next week, we play the team, and they put the play in with my blocker scheme, but they call it, they, use, they call it, uh, right? They named the play after me with the blocker scheme that I created, right? I'm like, yo, Smith. And then my whole thing is like, yo, what were you during the whole motherfucking game, bro? Right? You don't coach. You don't see me changing the play on the field. Right? Because then we get to the Vikings. So we fast forward. Wow, I almost crushed Crummer. So we play against the Vikings, and Jay Cutler's stinking it up. I'm having a great game. Jay's stinking it up. So we have that play. Wait. How the hell is Marty having a great game, but jeez. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Marshall's full cringe. <laughs> He's just like, oh. Jay's sticking it up. I'm having a great game, but Jay's sticking it up. <laughs> you know, we throw the bubble, and you may block the bubble, or you may run it. I didn't hear the call, so we can tackle for a one-yard loss, and my guy made it. Right? So the next play, we run scenes, into Tampa, into like quarters, and fucking um, Harrison Smith gets an interception, right? He picks it off, color throws the ball to me. I get my split. I'm on the inside edge of the numbers, running what I'm supposed to do. He throws it over the legs. Harrison picks it off, right? I come to the sideline. Cromer's yelling at me about the one yard loss, the one yard loss. I'm like, nigga. James just threw his second interception of the day. You come over and talk to me about a one-yard loss? I haven't seen you say any fucking thing to Jay the whole fucking day. You just but act like interceptions aren't happening? And you want to come talk to me about a one-yard loss? If you don't get the fuck out of my face, I swear to God, I'll slap you right now. You want the reason why we're losing. So then he goes, he goes, do it, do it, and I'll sue you. <laughs> Like, he says, okay, so one thing to mention here is that people forget that Jay had his little wet nurse crew too, and Cromer was part of that. Oh, Cromer was such a douchebag. Cromer was an idiot. Hell, Chrome. He would call him Chrome and like all this stuff. Like, Cromer was like Jay's boy. Like, B-Marsh should be Jay's boy too, because Jay bailed B-Marsh out of some shit. 
That's true. But that's what I'm saying is so funny is that he's just letting Marty go. Like, <laughs> like Brandon Marshall is smiling and looking, and then he's also just like, I could tell people that I couldn't hear anything he said if I wanted to because <laughs> I didn't say anything. Like, there's a lot of plausible deniability that Brandon Marshall is. Yeah, <laughs> but also with, with with Bennett, man. I mean, like, he's also off the freaking reservation sometimes with shit. We know that. Absolutely. He's a wild man. Like, yeah. Like, he's like Brandon Marshall, ain't? He's talking about how he's his own tight end coach, and he's talking about how he he's making up his own plays. Oh, scheming up blocks like like they've never seen it in the NFL before. Like, but he was also sharp as hell. <clears throat> Martellus Bennett is smart. Oh, yeah. As hell. He just, you know, it, it's just funny. So he, he keeps going. I, yeah, he said that to me. I was like, yeah, you're a fucking coward. And I butt that and step on over the coolers. And I went up and down, and I told Jenny you couldn't sit next to me. You told Jay that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Good night, bro. <laughs> All right. All right. Wow. Dude, that was yeah, a, I'm done. <laughs> like, Marshall's like, ah. But it didn't end there. It kept going. Like, I should have stayed on because Marty stayed on, like, <clears throat> afterward by himself after Marshall got off for a while. I was like, Dang, like that was something else. Here's he another. Said, he said you told that to Jay, man. I gotta get going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like, yo, dude. Oh, can I open this one? Oh, here we go. So here's it, this is another funny one. And then he's talking about. This is another one about. This is about Tressman. Oh, this ought to be great. He's talking about, I'm like, so close. Why you got security in here? He was like, oh, so this one got to be set up. So, so this is after, there's a, there's one that I won't play on here because it's just too long. But he tells a 10 minute story basically about the whole thing uh, with Kyle Fuller. Now, you guys, I'm sure most Bears fans know the story about how Kyle Fuller, he, Marty got slammed, slammed Kyle Fuller to the ground, ended up getting suspended. For it. Um, and that was like the beginning of end of the end of Martellus in uh, Chicago, basically, because it was this big deal. Well, so Marty tells the whole backstory of like basically how he was pissed that he thought he should get paid and they gave the money to Lamar Houston. <clears throat> and so his whole thing was that he was going to make it a point to basically make Lamar Houston look as bad as possible in training camp. And so he was going at Lamar Houston, going at Lamar Houston, and then the whole defense, he says, started ganging up on him. And Shane McClellan hit him late and all these different things. And then finally he just snapped it. It happened to be Kyle Fuller um, that he snapped on because it was this whole thing. So so Tressman – throws him out of practice, and then they have a meeting with him, but the but Tressman has a Bears security person in the meeting with them because he's so scared of Martellus, and this is basically what happened. I just didn't know how he's going to uh, – uh, such a smaller guy. Like, I said, look, Coach, it could be Kyle. It could be Jay Ratman. It could be Garza. It could be Mother – it could be you. It could be Phil Emery. It could be any of you motherfuckers. 
Don't matter. Don't matter. Big, small, coach, the fucking hammer knocks all nail sizes into the wall the same way. And this motherfucker right here, I'll whoop his ass too. And then the security guy kind of backed up. I can't remember what his name was. And he kind of backed up. And then coach is like, well, well we're going to send you home. So I'm like, I wanted to go home anyway. Because I'm like, y'all got me up here away from my family in fucking Burger Days where the only thing they have is the fucking Dairy Queens. Come on, man. So... So I walked out. I used to go to that Dairy Queen every night. Every night was there. He's like, yeah, I don't know why you had me in there either, motherfucker. You're right. You really could hurt. I was like, you're fucking right. I want to fucking hear that shit from you right now. So I get in the whip. I'm crying, nigga, because I'm so angry. I'm crying at this point. You know what I'm saying? At first I get in the whip, and then I get out. I'm like, now I'm not going to slap this nigga. But then the security guy was like, oh, don't go back in there anymore. So let's just go home. But he was going back to Coach Trust. You, know, you don't want to make it any worse. I was about to. Because remember, we was playing against the Minnesota Vikings, and I was about to sm- sm- uh, slap Aaron Cromer. <laughs> I forgot. Yep. <laughs> Last story. Hey, remember when well, we were playing? Hey, yeah, I was about to get in trouble. Me, 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 me looking at me like, I, like I'm crazy. I got to get off the phone. Yeah, what's this left? So yeah, so anyway, that, <laughs> that, we should have slapped trust, but that'd have been all right. Yo, <laughs> Marty, I found it funny. That, Marty, so, before it was out of order, but like, dude, the, I'll send it to you guys uh, later. But the ten-minute story that he goes on about basically. He basically wanted to wreck shop. When they didn't pay him, Marty decided that he was going to be a disruptor. Like, he was going to cause problems, and Lamar Houston was his first target. <laughs> like, And then it boiled over into Kyle Fuller. But that just, that just gives you an example of the locker room that they had. Yeah, you know. I mean, when he, I, I saw the joint practices in in New England, and as soon as he had just gotten there after those, him and his brother were on, I, I thought it was ESPN, but he hammered Cutler in that interview, right? So then they have the joint practices. They they right. our offensive line, like they, with a quickness, right when they got on the field, laid Marty the hell, our defensive line laid Marty the hell out, like that was their that was their goal right off the rip. They dogged his ass oh, in, yeah. in that joint practice, like. Oh yeah, they he I mean Marty made a ton of enemies like in a short period of time. I just thought like I was like he does not care, like he is just going in. He is a big dude in person though, man. He's a big dude. Yeah. Well and there's I, I can't imagine Mark Tressman like looking up like oh <laughs> shit. Well, and that's what he was trying to say. He's like, you know, he's basically just like, I don't know why this guy was tripping, but he's like, I also don't understand why they don't realize, like, you know, when the helmet goes on, it's like you become a different person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but he Who became was it like that a, had a was it Jay Ratliff that had yeah. a big freak out in the mm-hmm. when they cut him. I can see why they. I can see why that happened. Well, and he talks about Marty's talking about how basically like stuff would happen all the time, and Tressman was just a 
pussy, like wouldn't do anything about it, would basically just hide, you know, and he felt like he was being singled out because he felt like, you know, they were doing stuff to him and nobody would say anything. And of course, I mean, Marty's crazy. I'm not going to sit here and try to try to try to take his side completely. But at the same time, like you could see how a weak leader at the top who can't who has no like, I mean, whatever you want to call it like macho bullshit, but you, as a head coach, you have to have some alpha dog energy. Like you have to, you got to be a hard ass who's got respect because you're, you've been around and you're like old and everybody knows you've done it. You know, like John Fox kind of had that gravitas to him a little bit. Or he had, got, he had Marshall speechless. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Yes, that's <laughs> wild. Like Marshall was you, like, I gotta get off the phone right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't be involved in this, man. Like, <laughs> anytime you run you run something, you can't just let people run willy nilly and do whatever they want and say whatever they want. No, you have to put a foot down. Right. Even you've got to be the biggest dog in the block. A lot right. of people fail at that. A lot and of people fail at that. And that's the thing is that, like, you are managing, you know, uh, basically, like, you know, real-life WWF wrestling matches for a living, like, as a coach, you know, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, these are huge, insanely athletic individuals that at any point would, like, kill each other. And you're supposed to be in charge of these guys. <laughs> like, you know... I mean, it, it, it's, you it's, you gotta, you, you've got to be able to manage people. Big, yeah. tall, small. Right. And trust and Nagy, talk. Nagy seems real nice, man, but you could tell he has a side that he'll he'll tear into you if he needs to. Yeah. Got, I mean, his beard is fierce. Have you seen that beard? That's a fierce beard. You don't mess with the guy with a fierce beard. Right. Well, I think he at least has the <laughs> – he at least has the, um, you know, the, the – the credit or whatever you want to call it of his, of his coaching tree. And that he did play a little bit. And, you know, I mean, he, he's still young enough that he can, you know, that he can kind of get in there. I mean, Trestman just doesn't Trestman looked about as much like an NFL coach as Glennon looked like a quarterback. I mean, like just you, if you saw a picture of Trestman without any bears gear on, you would never in your life think that that dude could coach football or would be anything involved in, in football. The only, um, thing, only thing I give Mark Trestman credit for is Chloe. That's it. Yeah, and even so. He'd be a second place in an alfalfa lookalike contest, though. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and as far as I'm concerned, there was always some weird stuff with him and Emery. Then those dudes look like a couple of creep shows, bro. Right. Like, if they don't, if, I wouldn't be surprised if they had dungeons in their houses. Like, <laughs> like it was that's, just weird. That's so bringing back dark stuff. times, man. Oof. I, I just thought those stories were were pretty great. Um, I mean, he went on. I mean, people were egging him on. Tell cowboy stories. Tell giant stories. Like Martellus could write a book and piss a lot of people off if he wanted even more. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. But it does go to show you. I mean, people forget. As it goes to show you why Dallas said, "Okay, see ya." Exactly. <laughs> forget how much Bears fans drank the Kool-Aid on Tressman mm-hmm. and how Tressman did turn things around, you know, and Tressman, Tressman got 
Jay to play really well, actually. Um, you know, the Bears offense was great. And then the defense went south. Yep. Like, it, you know, like it's so the one thing I will say about Nagy is that at least and I don't know if this is credit to him or not, to be honest, I think it is uh, largely, but at least the offense may not be delivering on its promise, but thank God we still have a defense because, I mean, you know, as Bears fans, we need something. Yeah. Mike, you guys think, gotta sink your teeth into something on the damn weekend. Nate Erlacher saying his favorite quarterback was Orton. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. Like, I mean, like, I, number one. Who asks questions like that? That is the most cheese dick question. Like, like it's ice cream flavors or something. Like, you know he's not saying Jay. He hated Jay. I know, but it's like really like you don't answer that question. You know what I mean? Don't don't why why take that bait? I mean I know he doesn't really care. You know and and whatever he's not trying to protect anybody's feelings. I just feel like don't take that bait. You know. Like, have you learned nothing at this point, Brian? Wasn't he the same? Didn't he used to get offended if somebody mentioned a player? Like, wasn't oh, he that guy? I think he didn't want to say anything, and he and he would try really hard not to throw anybody under the bus. And he would get mad, you know, if, if people asked him, like, specifics mm-hmm. about and the other. And that's cool. So don't be stupid. Like, you know, I mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter as much anymore, but I was just like, that's just salt. Like, it's just dumb because it's like, I mean, they all sucked like in their own ways. Right. I mean, it's no, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like if uh, Urlacher was given one of those pick three fucking things on Twitter, like, I mean, who the fuck is he going to pick? <laughs> it's like, you know. It's like to ask um ask Michael Jordan what his favorite center to play with was. Ugh. Fucking Bill Cartwright, Bill Winnington, Luke Longley, Will Purdue, like oh wow, like it's just you know. Yep. Out there. So it's just another thing to get everybody all fired up, like you know as we are want to do. Bears fans get fired up at the drop of a hat. Yeah, we got the, that priest. Go ahead. No, I was to say the headline that I saw that really like, I just the headline of the week actually. Fan sided did an article that said Chicago Bears should let David Montgomery be their lead back. Oh. I'm like, you got it. Are you shitting me right now? Like, like, like this is a revelation. <laughs> I know what had did something happen? <laughs> last year, like where? What are you watching? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, good, good stuff there by fan sided. Well, yeah, rough. <laughs> like, I mean, it's painful. It's like you, you just see like people don't even watch. Like, you know, stupid Matt Miller, the ultimate Bears troll, got everybody all fired up because he didn't put Eddie Jackson in his. It's some yeah. It's like who fucking cares? Like just keep him. Why why do we feed? Why do we promote that shit? I need this constant validation from these fucking guys. Like, who cares? You you root for your team. They're either great or they're not great. There's only one team that wins every year. Just root for your team and keep it moving. I know we're bored and we like to you know get all fired up. Some people need a target. 
and, and some people, you know, whatever, but <clears throat> it is what it is. I mean, you know, that guy, guy on Twitter, Tommy K NFL, put up another, you know, couple little nasty-looking montages of Mitch's worst throws, and, you know, it gets everybody all stirred up. I'm like, whatever. Go ahead, Jared. <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. You were going to say the preseason schedule? Oh, the preseason schedule is out. Yes. We're going to Tennessee early again, it looks like. You going to be there, Jared? I think that the – the luchador mask counts as a face covering. No, I don't think it does. <laughs> the mouth and nose. I'll and stuff. fucking modify it. <laughs> Gonna have to. Yeah. Ask Bear Mysterio. I'm sure he's already got some shit lined up. I'm sure he is well <laughs> on it. But yeah, we got the Cleveland week one of the preseason. Then we go to Denver. Yeah. The Niners come to us, and then we go to Nashville. What's your prediction? The preseason. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Do you think they play? Do you think any of the starters play into the San Francisco game? Yes. You do. If they play them. I think it's going to be like an old school, uh, you know, preseason where you see guys, and maybe even more so than that, where like the third, <clears throat> the third game is like a, like an audition. And if it's a quarterback battle, you know, one guy gets one half and the guy gets and the other guy gets the other half. Mm. They, they, they're like, going to have to alternate that. That, that wouldn't be fair competition. If you're playing with third stringers and shit, you know what I mean? What I'm saying is that the third game is all starters. The only thing that changes from half to half is the quarterbacks. Because normally the third preseason game is the dress rehearsal game, right? I think you see a first half, like first Your quarter first one half. guy, second quarter another guy. You're not going to see four quarters yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's more where you're – I'm with Brian on that one. Yeah, maybe. I just wouldn't be – it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think this is unique. Tyler Bray. <laughs> yeah, I Tyler, just don't think – I don't think you can risk the starters for a full preseason game. Like, that's – You might have be, to. This might be the year where you might have to just to get them in shape. Oh, I just had a horrifying. Maybe on offense. Don't even like, say it. I already. <laughs> I'm not gonna even say it. Defense doesn't play first. <laughs> you know, see Mac play that much. Like you no, don't need to. I don't to. think they're gonna. I don't think the defense is gonna be out there that much, uh, starters wise. But I do think that the offense is gonna have to be out there, and they fucking should. You know what? Like you don't like it? Play better, assholes. <laughs> like I think A Rob might get a little bit of a break. Guys like him. Yeah, but he's got to develop chemistry with Foles. I mean, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, I think if Foles, Foles might be the best quarterback he's played with. I think I think that he'll be all right. Yeah. Well, you ever seen that show, The Good Place, on on Netflix? It's an NBC show with Ted Danson, and um, I'm not. No, it's a funny show. Yeah. There's just one character on it that's this total idiot that loves the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's constantly like chalking Blake Bortles. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty funny. I know the feeling. We we have that on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love I love Mitch. That's what I mean. It's the same the thing right now. Only Mitch is missing is a contract, like the second contract, like and that and that'll be the ultimate coup is that if Mitch somehow cons the Bears into that second contract and ends up being you know traded away and basically just becoming like the Blake Portals. Oh, we got so triggered when they were bringing up Bortles and the Jaguars before last oh, season. I, I remember. I remember. Just 
getting all fired up. Yeah, we're going on a three Super Bowl, three Super Bowls in a row. What are you talking about? We were wrong. <laughs> we're sorry, America. <laughs> oh my God, epically wrong. What do you think they're gonna? I guess. I mean, at this point, I guess anything probably ruled out. But they, they, I thought they were talking about doing a joint practice, right? Maybe with the Broncos again. Yeah, I think that isn't the works. Wow. And as a fan, it's okay to be wrong. If somebody tells you otherwise, yes. tell them to go to fuck off. And please be wrong. It's the whole deal. Like. You know what? The coaches and the but don't be a dick if you're wrong and admit you're wrong. Exactly. That's all. Right. Right. And uh, shout out to the Bears family, the McCaskies. They did. Yeah, man. Michael McCaskey, who ran the team for 27 years. Um, You know, polarizing guy. Not everybody loved him, but uh, sadly lost his battle to leukemia. So. You know, uh, prayers up for the family, the organization, uh, Virginia, George, all the all the cast. Can you imagine being in Virginia? No. Oh my God. No. How? I mean, yeah, like outliving everybody. That'd be, it's gotta be wild. Gotta be wild. Like, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> right. That'd be crazy. My grandma's 96 years old. She's in that boat. She's outlived everybody. Yeah, but she's she's still can, like, just talk with the best of them. Like, her, her knowledge of the history of the team, and, like, she's still... There's a tack. Yeah. She can, like, it's crazy. Like, you know, but I was 15 years old when my grandfather died. I was 12. And she's still going strong. Right. <laughs> It's like, speaking of which, uh, friend of Honestly, mine. she should have her own TB12. <laughs> She's actually proven it. The VM96. Like, like, Virginia, let us know what you're doing. Because, like, yeah. I, want, I want some of that, like, reverse osmosis water. Wouldn't it be hilarious if she had this, like, old mirror full of fucking coke and <laughs> partying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the secret to life? Tons of coke! <laughs> <laughs> Every every year she she uh she sucks the essence from the team <laughs> a little oh, bit God. since eighty five. I would I would really love to see her you know, like her be able to to witness another Super Bowl though. Okay. I like I like Virginia, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't know. It'd be great. I like what they did with her over the hundred year. I like how they used her and she used her platform to promote the team and she was knowledgeable, she wasn't an idiot. You know, we have so many idiots out there. Right, and and George is the best McCaskey by far because he at least realizes that he doesn't know everything and is not trying to, you know, run things as if he does. You know, he realizes that uh, you got to get, you know, as much as they're able, you got to get football people to run the football. I mean, I think, and you know, we we know how we feel about Ted, but. Yeah, he's been an improvement. Because um, Michael, Michael R.I.P. definitely presided over some rough stuff uh, with his tenure. So, yeah. anywho. We won't speak ill of the... No, we won't. Again, polarizing 
family. That's blah, a fair blah, way blah. to say it. Yeah. Now, what were you exactly. saying, Brian? Did you have a comment? No, I'm good. Oh, okay, I didn't know that you were going to say something earlier. <laughs> Not football related, man. Uh oh. Tyson versus Holyfield? Yo, they can't really do that. Is that serious? The talk, oh, the, the, the talk is like a four-round exhibition, basically. Like, I just don't know, though, man. Like, Are there any Holyfield videos of him doing anything? I mean, there's been I a lot guess, of Tyson. I guess he's in great shape, but, like... Yeah, I mean, Tyson's out there looking scary as hell, so, like, that's Holyfield's got, of... like, five years on him, right? Like, Holyfield's, like, 57 now. Wouldn't you... Yeah. Would you like to see Tyson fight Tyson Fury? I like to see Ty- I like to see Tyson fight a young guy. To be honest, I think Just that'd to, be awesome. I, I would pay to see Conor McGregor step up and fight him. <laughs> that'd be the yeah. shortest fight ever. Love to see Tyson Conor McGregor eat his lunch. I love to see Conor get knocked in the next week. Hey, UFC had another uh, another show. They seem to have found a way around all this shit. You know what I'm saying? You like UFC? Well, I I enjoy live sports. It's better than tape delayed bullshit. Well, Maybe yeah, Dana White, Dana White figured out. I mean, they have it pretty well figured out. They have this, you know, they have a hotel and they have everybody sequestered and basically if you if you test positive, you're out, you know, and then everybody around you gets tested and then they test you again. So it's you know what they're doing, I think, is a good litmus test for for the other sports. Um, It'd be cool if they made it look like an actual street fight right now with no crowd. Somehow. Oh, like put in a background like our Zoom? No, I mean something better than that. But, like, yeah, like it it would be cool if they just gave it that vibe. Our background is solid, bro. What if it was like Street Fighter 2 Turbo? (laughs) No, have you ever seen like that? There's actual underground. You have to like subscribe to it, but there's actual underground street fighting. Like, uh... The national yeah. wrestlers have wrestled uh, Rumble in the streets. But right. like I said the wrestling mats in downtown New York and yeah, just give it a vibe, like a little edge. Right. But you you run the risk by doing you would have to do something like block a whole street off and not allow people in there. Dope. Not really. Yeah, I mean, I, they can't I, go in I there now. I am a fan of UFC. I, I enjoy the fights, man. A good fight. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I like I, I I like boxing and it's like back in the day though it, it was uh it's just kind of weakened because there's not you don't have those dominant stars anymore but right and UFC has killed it when UFC first came out it was all grappling so I just fell off from it real quick like back when mm-hmm. Shamrock was there it was just like they grapple for like everything wouldn't break the grapple right like, you know what I mean so it has it definitely stepped up it's more action now they they figured it out and they've totally dominated boxing with it. But yeah, I've always like I've wrestled a little bit in high school and middle school, so I've always gravitated to stuff like that. It's fun for me. I love to see that a guy that can go in like there was a guy on there Friday that's a K1 champion. He he got his ass whooped and he whooped some ass too and won. But you know it's it's a pretty fair fight across the board. You know, just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you're good at like several things. Is that wrestling outfit comfortable, Jay? No. A singlet? Singlet's not bad. 
Bro, <laughs> I remember when you're wearing them. My football coach for my one next year. next week on the tailgate show, Jer shows up in a wrestling outfit. <laughs> my f- if I show up and my nephew's fucking singlet, I'll you'll die. <laughs> I can't wear it anyway. I'm too fat for that. God. Hey, well, maybe we can have a contest. Look like King Kong Bundy. <laughs> we'll have a contest. I, yes. I can I can pull it off. My rest, my football coach was also the wrestling coach trying to get me to wrestle. I don't know if I told you this before, but I, I went to wrestling practice and I was just like, fuck no. <laughs> like, Brutal, man. You start off, you start off how? <laughs> it's the hardest, it's the hardest physical practice of all the high school sports. Oh, like I was like, what? Because I was fair. short and they were, you know, he was like, oh, you'd be good. You know, low center gravity, blah, blah, blah. I was just like. Been uh, tough to beat. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Except for I'd have been like, yeah, we good. Fifty <laughs> stair laps of you start thinking about shit. <laughs> yeah, it it just looked like you know torture. I mean, I'm biting my tongue, man. Football practice, football practice was no damn fun at all. Wrestling practice made football practice like a fucking party. Yep. Like it's like, what if it was ninety percent conditioning and getting yelled at? <laughs> exactly <laughs> it. Seventy <laughs> percent. Like, like it's like, oh, fucking That's horrifying. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and John's did do an article. Cole Komet was also a dominant defensive end in high school. <clears throat> There it is. One more reason to love him. Yeah, I mean, I hope he plays well. Don't I give you shit? But I, of course, I want him to play well. Oh, dude, I don't care what university you're from. Once you're here, I want you to ball out. It does make it sweeter, though. I mean, when you're from, it is when you're from the Cathedral of Football. I mean, it's a little odd that you put the nuts of Notre Dame right under your chin, but okay. Is it? It's pretty on. It's pretty on brand. Greatness, greatness, greatness gets hate. What can I say? Greatness gets hateness. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Mm, yeah. Holler when they're great. That's why. That's why. Uh, that's why G. Stelio hates hates Ted Ginn so much. Dude needs to like. Dude needs to either like before he goes on Twitter, fire one off, there and, like, clear his mind, or dude needs <laughs> to like smoke some weed or something, man. Like. That's how sad that he wants the uh wants wants the UFC to be. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> sure. Insert coin. Mm. <laughs> I used to piss people off. I always was that dude that could extend his arms real far. Dalsim. Yeah, dude, you couldn't beat. Like you stay low and just get that <laughs> go, that go that go gadget leg going. Like. Yeah, if you could if you could time it out with Dalsim, especially with the jabs, 
because that punch was so long, but it was also really quick. You could you could make people so mad because they couldn't even land. It might be like Lennox Lewis. That used no, to do like just... you would just do like a low jab, and they they jump and try to dodge. And they, couldn't, they couldn't even land. <laughs> and then you throw like a fireball, <laughs> like that. Like if you could master that guy, you could be you could be like a, just the ultimate. Yeah. He was like the the India version of Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Well, did you see that video, that fight video that was online that somebody put the, the Street Fighter sound effects and the music to? No. It was really funny. It's like this tall, skinny guy and like this short, chunky guy with his shirt off. And this tall, skinny guy got, got some, you know, some kickboxing classes or something because he started – giving him the business i'll send it to you it's pretty funny but that's what i was saying it was like it was like uh you know slacker e-honda versus like hipster dalsim <clears throat> that was my well, shit I, I was always a street fighter guy i never really fucked with mortal kombat street fighters where it's at i, like I guess the guy they have a madden ball champion okay and he didn't throw one single pass he, he ran, ran the with ball. all run plays. I did watch it. Did you watch any of that? They they put that Madden broadcast up of the '85 Bears versus the 2019 Chiefs. I did not see that. Just a little bit of it. It was all right. I think the Bears won. As they should. Yeah. It was like 17 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Bears. The Bears. Walter got a touchdown. Hey. Hey, good, good times. You guys been binging time. anything? That Good Place show. I like the the Good Place. That's a pretty funny show. It's by the same guy that Michael Shore that did The Office and Parks and Rec and stuff. Okay. I've been actually yeah, I've been going back and watching some of the Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is funny. I've been it watching is. I've been riding my exercise bike. That's that's a funny fucking show. It's not as funny as The Office, but it is really good. I, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, you know. I finished Upload the first season. It was pretty good. It's um, Upload? It's on Prime Video. Okay. What is it about? Uh, before you pass away, they give you the opportunity to upload yourself in time, into oh, Prime Video. Yeah, yeah. thing. Oh. And you're... you're you continue to live on, but as your digital self and in a virtual world, right? In a virtual world, like based on based on your money. If you have this plan, you can live in like this luxury estate, or you can, you know, is it, it goes like back and forth. Where it's super hyper realistic, or is it like The Sims? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a little bit of both. Okay. Like they break off the reservation a little bit. There's there's some funny shit on it. I enjoyed it. So nice. I've been just it's a tailgate, bro. Yeah, it's been Ozark for me, man. I really enjoyed the show. Hey, you gotta check it out, Jerry too. At some point. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen much. Of it. I, I've been enjoying it, man. It's been really really good. Netflix so. got uh, this is gonna be really nerdy, but Netflix has Star Trek Next Generation on there now. Oh, you mean Space Force? <laughs> no next the, generation the <laughs> no start uh, with patrick stewart That's yeah our father cool. used to have that on all the time so we kind of just see if that's what you if you want to watch tv that's what was on so we had we kind of got forced into it yeah i remember when i used to uh 
I used to have a job where I ran a store and that's what it was. There was never anything going on a lot of times. So it would be like Star Trek next generation was on at four o'clock and then they Je- had that time. Yeah. And Jeopardy was on <laughs> like, that's what you watched. Yeah. It was all right. Television when you had like no channels. You like, da- do you like data? Yeah. I'm pretty into data. Reading that stuff. What? <laughs> that robot dude that was on the yeah, bridge. I know Data is. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, I'm surrounded by nerds. <laughs> nerds. What was it? De- Deanna, was it? Deanna Crusher. The, the hot doctor. On yeah, there. bro. Like them, that, that outfit was alright. That's one thing. Like my well, dad probably didn't pay attention to is that is like his his young boys are sitting there like, oh damn, like there, there there's not many outfits like that on TV anymore. I got to yeah, because now we have Instagram. We don't need those kind of outfits on TV. Yeah, Insta. Any stay off that site. <laughs> I don't, I, I, all I have to do is look at like my messages. I'm like, guys, like, do like my buddies are just hitting me up with like, look at this chick, look at this chick. It's like, I need to stop. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a dangerous. Yeah, it's a wormhole. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Mars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, that's about it. Then we're gonna. Uh, what do we have next? We have the 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 actual training, virtual training camp. Stuff starts up. The veterans come to yeah, camp. Hopefully nothing. Hopefully nothing happens. Knock wood. Let's keep all the Bears players out of uh, jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it. Hopefully the most eventful thing that happens the entire off season is that Roquan boat thing, which again was which not is, even that. Isn't that deal. just the most ironic that it was him? You know, he, I gotta give him this this much credit. He he did it better. He he did a better job than Jimmy G. I will give him that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he picked a better one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is funny. I honestly think, and and I I know this was just kind of joked about, but I almost feel like he did it just to be like, I can I can do this. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Cause it well, was, yeah, dude, yeah, dude's ragging on him for so long about like you know like yeah, hundred he was a herb. And... He was a herb. He's out there being a goon. Like can't can't you know he's like mush mouth and you know he's yeah, and his boat I mean, shoes with his like no yeah, socks and, and yeah. tight dress pants with his buddy hey, with his arm around his buddy like hey we're in Tennessee guys yeah it was just like <laughs> wow you're really like out brunching with the boys huh like okay. Like, that's cool. No judgment, but, you know, like, it was almost like, no, I, let me show you how I get down. I'm going to be out on this party boat with... Yeah, with it's not like you think. <laughs> like, I'm Roquan. I gets, I gets down. Yeah, that half belong to Nagy. What? Right, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> stupid. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, that would be funny if it had, like, a signature on the back. Uh, <laughs> like, right. But, I mean, let's not forget that he tagged Barstool in that himself. Like, he was trying to let everybody know what he was doing, how Roquan got down for that moment. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure Nagy was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) 
like calling him up like bro like don't do that so it's crazy it is crazy uh, but yeah that's about it I don't know if there's anything else we <laughs> we can hit um, the offseason gotta respect this game though yeah I mean I, I'm looking for him to 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 have a great season he has to I mean we talked about it I I, I think that the depth you know that field game I, yeah when that game whatever game I mean you know both game yeah yeah Roquan Hey, listen, these are the guys. Sorry, did Ilwell ever figure out who put up that video breakdown of the playing that he had? Was that Ilwell that retweeted that? Oh, you ask him, man. Yeah, he'll he'll tell you. I'll have to ask him. It was very nice. Check Ilwell's timeline. He's He's got a guy that's breaking down tape really well. And explaining gaps and concepts. That was a very good, very good film breakdown. No, no offense. No, I'll send, I'll send it to you. Um, but I, I'll never be mad at a professional athlete going to a pro for services needed. <laughs> oh, I, I think it makes perfect sense. You're cutting to the chase. You're being direct. It's like, hey, you want to get it knocked down? Get it knocked down by a pro. You <laughs> want your pros taken care of by pros, right? Absolutely. You don't want them out there getting massages from amateurs. It's like the Dan Marino Isotoners commercial. Yeah. Take care of the hands and take care of you. Whatever. <laughs> hey. Uh, Chase Decent. That's a good. Yeah, that's exactly. Chase Decent Skirt. <laughs> that's what we need next time. Chasing Decent Skirt. <laughs> Oh, man. You know what I think is funny is that because you see these little snippets of Mitch on social media through his girl and, like, other people, and he's, he doesn't look stressed at all. I got to hand it to the kid. He is, like, he's just got that shit-eating grin. And, I mean, why should he be upset? He went to a he's pro living, let's not Let's not act like yeah. he didn't. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's a you know a pro on I'm sure some Florida State websites, but Tallahassee like, is not a joke, dude. Yeah. Like, right? It's yes, <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying is that he's not grinding his teeth like like Bears fans are over this whole thing. The way he looks at it. I'm sure he wants to win the job. He wants to get another contract. He wants to win. I'm not denying any of that. But he's already got $32 million. Like, he's going to get another backup job. I mean, as long as he doesn't suffer like a, you know, like a horrible injury, he looks at Mariota and goes, that's what I'm going to do. If it all doesn't work out in Chicago, I'm going to go somewhere else and do nothing and get paid seven, eight million dollars a year. Like, so what does dude really have to be all stressed out about? But the, he you started know? 13 games in college, and what did you say, 32 million already? What the fuck? Yes, I mean that kid won the lottery. He's you know? like worst worst case scenario. I'm and good. And that's why I don't feel sorry for him either. Like people want to be like, oh, I feel so bad for him. His dream, bro. I've seen his house. <laughs> like he is, he is doing just. Fine. He is fine. And he'll be okay from, if it doesn't work out. 
Yes, he is set for life. If he's not an idiot, and it seems like he's not gonna be, he's you know he's not out you know driving ten Lambos and you know being a moron. So you know he's he's fine. I mean he's gonna be fine, and he looks like you know I don't know. I mean honestly, I don't think the kid's very bright. So there's a little bit of like the hey, you know does the elevator go all the way up kind of when you look at his shitting grin that he has. But God bless him. I mean he's happy. Uh, <laughs> you know, gosh. I mean, Jay, Jay made a hundred and thirty million dollars or whatever the hell he made, and he looked mad about it the whole time. So at least Mitch looks happy. <laughs> you know, oh, poor Jay, man, he's gonna be got taking a, the cleaners. Got a pro knocking him down too. You know, <laughs> Knock, knocking him way down. <laughs> so yeah. And, Pro tip, uh, don't do it like Cuddy did it. Yeah. Uh, never, never. All Poor right. Guy. Well, I can't even, get, can't even get the after football life shit right. I know. I well, know he doesn't care. Yeah. He's about to care, though, for a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't care. All right, well, that's it. That's just another... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the other shows on the Brawl Network. Go to thebrawlnetwork.com. Check out the swag shop. We got shirts. We got hats. We got Chasing Decent shirts. We got... It's just a, it's just a store. It's just a store. It is just a store. But we got stuff. And you can buy it if you want. Some nice stuff. Just buy it. It's Buy it. that. Yeah. How you want Brawl put up? How you want it? That good store has it. Get it on. Uh, just another episode of the Tailgate Show. The Bars. The Decent Skirt. Chase it, baby. Chase it. Chase it.